this is your wake-up call. Let the game begin. as I'm joined by none other than Todd Walkley, brainchild behind one of the most successful R-rated comic books ever, Slasher Man. Slasher Man's like my life. I find it inspiring. I'm gonna be honest with, with you, I haven't found my ending. This is a road trip that will be really fun and really informative. We are staying in all motels. They're all rural and they're all rich. I didn't know a place like this still existed. Is any of this uh, getting your creative juices flowing? This could be the scene of the massacre, yes. Guys, we are in the middle of nowhere. We need to yes, figure yes, it out. Yes. Oh my God. Hey, happy Halloween month, guys. This is Jesse Drew, and I'm here with the ever legal uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Watson Esquire the Third. How you doing, Jeff? Yes. I'm doing okay. How are you on this All right. fine Thursday? <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy we have reunited with uh it feels, with feels so, so good. good. <laughs> <There you laughs> <All right>. go. <laughs> um, I'm happy we have reunited, um, like peaches and herb, and that we are back to chat with our awesome listeners about um another spooky movie for the month of Halloween and it's called Random Acts of Violence from 2019. Um, it's currently streaming on Shudder, only on Shudder. If you're interested in checking it out, we're going to kind of forego like a formal um, summary and we're just kind of going to get into it because we both have our thoughts and our feelings about this movie. And I don't know, we just wanted yeah. to mix it up a little bit for y'all today. So um Jeff I'd ask you this was this was your choice this is one of your yep. two choices for the month and <clears throat> what brought you to um see like what like what brought you to see this movie to begin with cuz I I know you've seen it before you recommended it so um yeah where did you see it did you like it the first time you saw it how was it revisiting it um well, I, I've got to give a shout out to Jody Gilly for um, for recommending the movie because I hadn't heard of it. And honestly, I hadn't really browsed Shudder mm -hmm. in quite some time. And she said, hey, I just saw this movie. Um, I think you should check it out. I think you'll like it. And I said, OK, you know, I'll check it out. So the first time I watched it, you know, I thought the premise was really cool and for those of you who haven't watched it, spoiler alerts are in effect here. Um, <laughs> but basically, you know, we get a guy who is a who's a a graphic novelist, and he has a publisher friend. And you know, this this guy that is doing these novels has decided that this is his last run of this um, comic book that he's been doing. And it's uh, called Slasher Man. And, and it seems like, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it seems like it had been going on. It, it had like a really long run. Yeah. yeah. By the I numbers mean, it, game that they're playing later on, which we'll yeah. talk, we'll get there. But yeah. So, I mean, it, it seems like it was pretty successful. And, you know, he just got to the point where he's like, I got to do something else, essentially. And, you know, so the first time that I watched it, and and Jesse and I talked about this before we started recording, but I really love the intro to the movie and the comic book style graphics that we got. It was like, okay, totally. I, I think this is really going to be cool and fun. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. It was ener fun. very energetic. 
Yeah. There, I yeah. think I think that that the intro's editing was the best editing of the whole movie because <laughs> it really gets you pumped. Your sight, yeah. it's it's nice. It's nice, like neon colors. They do it just right. It's got that feel that kind of gives you the chills a little bit. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I mean, and and it's got some names in it that you would know. Um, Jesse Williams is is one. Um, Jay Baruchel, he's been in a lot of funny movies with Seth Rogen and um, was I, Jonah Hill. Um, so you know, you you got a couple recognizable names, and I I forget the Jordana Brewster. Yeah, is that? That and, was the honestly like, the only name I recognized. Okay, because she was and, and like, just I mean like I some other names, but like seemed familiar. But like I was like, oh okay, I've heard of that girl. I know I've seen her and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was like okay, all right. This is this is kind of neat, and you know we know it's an indie release and all of that. And mm-hmm. you know for the first little bit of the movie, and I will say that overall, there were there were a good bit of things that I didn't like about it, especially on the second watch. Okay. Um, I think, I think if you're watching it, if you're watching it and you're just looking for a gory kind of edge of your seat type of experience, you watch it one time, it kind of gives you that. But when you're looking at it from a standpoint of how we are, when you review the movie, and you're kind of breaking everything down, you start to recognize and see some holes here and there. And you start yeah. to see some things that just kind of, they're like, okay, well, you know, I, I need this or I need that. So, I mean, oh, the first time just watching it from, you know, a pure horror movie fan standpoint, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, but mm-hmm. breaking it down, I was just kind of like, um, yeah. Not so much. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with you. I didn't. I didn't have that watching it just to watch it. You know, situation set up before, but watching it, you know, um, well, number one, I feel like you know, and I don't mean to sound cheese, but like, you know, whenever Jeff recommends a movie to me, I'm excited to watch it because Jeff recommended it, and so I feel like you know, there's going to be some fun to be had. You know, so I was excited to watch it on that end. Um, but, you know, also to watch it for our podcast and in service of, you know, Halloween-y month, I, I, I wanted to like the movie. I kind of, I kind of liked the beginning. I liked like where, I liked when the movie was like young and still like optimistic about where all the places it could go, <laughs> you know, and, and then it kind of got a little older and it just wanted to spit out all of its influences and it didn't want to like be its own movie so much and the premise is a cool premise i thought that's you know i was kind of psyched to watch it Uh, it's a cool premise so uh premise is that this like you said this graphic artist has written this book called slasher man he's been going on Mm -hmm. for a long time um it's got a very big cult following um it has to do it's based on or inspired by whatever he says um the I-90 killer, which is, you know, the serial killer um, near where he grew up. And he wears like a welder's mask. Um, and so this the main character has used the actual murders that Slend- um, Slenderman. <laughs> so I kept thinking of Slenderman every time during the movie, too. I was like, hey, Slenderman, I mean, Slasherman. Um, that Slasherman is committed and... Um, his girlfriend is like, you know, she's writing a book. She's collecting interviews. She's writing a book. She wants to highlight um, the victims of the I-90 killer. So they're kind of, you know, she's super supportive of him. Um, she's kind of like very maternal with him. I don't know if you mm-hmm. kind of picked up on that, but she is. Yeah. And then... um she's she just i mean i i thought that maybe we'll just talk about her for a second her character was a little bit infuriating to me i don't know how you felt about her jeff or if you felt anything because just you know she is just 
she came across as like a good girlfriend who was way smarter than her boyfriend and more emotionally mature than her boyfriend, you know, being the main character. And, um, but then at the same time, she kind of like rallies against him and at times, cause she's like, you know, because of your comic book, you know, spoiler alert, there's like, you know, what seems like maybe copycat killings going on that they keep stumbling across, um, on this road trip that they're on. And, you know, she's she gets kind of pissed at him because she feels like, oh, because of your like comic, you know, that which idolizes this guy, even if you don't mean to idolize this guy, that's what other people take from it. And it puts like real people at risk and at danger, um, especially women like myself, because Slasher Man has, you know, collected many female victims and tortured and, you know, dismembered them. So, um, but it kind of, but it comes across as phony because she's dating him. They live together. She's got mm-hmm. her like future obviously is like invested in him. And I'm just like, what, this doesn't make any sense. This girl would never be with him in real life. Not that everything right. has to be about real life, but the movie is, you know, projecting itself in real life. So mm-hmm. I don't know what it, I, I mean, and she's just kind of like, he does, his comic provokes all of these gruesome activities and fans and she's fine with it until he cops an attitude about it. Right. Then it's like all out war, which just right. doesn't make sense, make any sense. So I didn't really care for her character. Um, I don't know. What did you think about um, the girlfriend's so, character? <laughs> I'm glad that you asked me that because I have a strong opinion about her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those situations where one spouse is doing something that you could argue is kind of morally bankrupt and kind of inspiring violence and these different happenings uh, in the world. But at the same time, you don't say anything because it's beneficial to your livelihood. Right. And, you know, so it's, <laughs> it's like, okay, so, you know, I don't necessarily like it, but it doesn't, it's not in my best interest to bring that up a lot because it's benefiting me. But at the same time, I have such a strong opinion of it that whenever I get an opportunity to lash out about it, I do. So it's like, I can't take you seriously in that moment because either you're complicit or you're against it. You can't have it both ways in a situation like that. So for me, she's complicit because the only moments that she has a problem with it is when it gets very real and hits close to home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when she wants to get on her high horse about it mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like, OK, I, I totally. get that you have a problem with it, have a problem with it from the start. So that way he knows where you're coming from and it doesn't come out of left field when you start pitching a fit like I don't I don't know why you do this. And, you know, this is your fault because of this and that. It's like, no, I mean, you don't get to do that at this moment because the this what I'm doing right now is creating a certain lifestyle for you. And, you know, you're dressing nice and you're, you know, kind of, you know, walking around like, you know, with your nose in the air and like everything's fine and you're okay with being on the arm of someone who seems to be popular. But in private, you want to get high and mighty yeah when does like uh when when does like how does how is it like okay like how is it okay like you said like 90 percent of the time that he is depicting these gruesome acts of violence mm-hmm. um but then that 10 percent when you said like you said it becomes real you know, he's at a he's at that radio interview and the host slides over a photograph of the little girl who was murdered by Slasher Man, like 
the real mm -hmm. slasher man. And she suddenly gets really disgusted and pissed off at him. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, you know, you've been around, you know, this is in his comics. Like what's to be mad days. at? What are you mad about now? Because someone actually said like, Hey, these are real people. Like, yeah, you're writing a book about it. You're making like a book about the victims. Right. Um, how, like, so why is she mad at him? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Like, I understand uh, the assistant and the publisher get freaked out because they're like, oh, man, we dropped the ball. We should have known, like, you know, that this dude was might pull something like this, but they didn't. And then everybody's uncomfortable. It's like, this is an uncomfortable subject. Actually, he handles it better than anybody else, the main character. And he's a, and he's to me, he's like, you know, a jerk turkey. You know, <laughs> He's just <laughs> a jerk turkey. That's it. I mean. He's also like poor little rich boy about this, like for most yeah. of the movie. And I want to say something. <laughs> they get oh, on a soapbox about nothing that has anything soapboxy about it. Just a plot point. <laughs> um, okay. Was it just me? Did you kind of also get a sense that he was, you know, had had some sort of personal involvement with the I-90 killer throughout the whole movie? Like since they started doing the flashbacks and he yeah. started getting kind of like wistful almost. And then like he was like see his old house and he'd see like the image that he saw like from the, you know, viciousness of the of one of the crime scenes and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like you're probably that little boy we see in the flashbacks. Yeah. And if you're not, you've you were there somehow. Or maybe, yeah. you know, whatever. And then like about a quarter of the way in or almost halfway, I was just like, okay, his dad's the the slasher man. He's the I-90 killer. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> it's not because I'm so bright either. It's just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, like, I definitely got that. Um, I definitely got that. And, yeah. you know, I think the one, the one, well, one of the points of contention I have is that they they almost don't it's like they wanted to make that a twist yeah Thank you. odd bird isn't it holy shit i didn't know a place like this still existed uh, what do they even fucking sell here uh pickled eggs yeah but i mean i meant let me rephrase that what do people actually buy from here in the last nothing apparently years? Um, is any of this uh, getting your creative juices flowing, you know? Right, give it a rest. This could be the scene of a massacre. Final yes. issue starting to fucking get into your head now? No. It's my um, fucking it's, job, man. It's coming, all right? That's the whole point of me designing, you know, the fucking road trip, all right? It's just like tingle, stimulate some inspiration. Final issue inspiration is the objective. Right or, now. conversely, it doesn't have to be the last issue, but it's the last. We've talked about it, man. I'm fuck. I can't. It's not healthy, you know. Uh, you don't have to wake up in cold sweats. Whatever and it takes. I wish I wanted to eat some of this food so I could make you pay for it. No, none, none, none of this is edible. Um, oh my God! Look at this fucking thing. Janked. The fuck is this supposed to be? Looks to me like just a sold-out rack of slasher, man. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? You know I'm thinking what you're thinking, buddy. It's time for a refill. Fucking right it is. We got a trunk full of them. Or we could maybe do that the next town over. Is this kind of, it's a little bit much for them. No, McVeigh and McVeigh. Yeah. Right, right. But you give it away so early that the viewer knows that he's tied into it, but the character, the rest of the people that are there with him are that oblivious that they can't put two and two together. I mean, they've been around him how long and don't, and never question like, okay, what's your true motivation for doing this? And exactly. how is it that you, you have this much detail in doing this. What did you see? And don't tell me it was someone's firsthand account of what they saw, because even if that were the case, it's it's like too, too detailed for it yeah. to be 
anything but your own personal, you know, dealings with what you're putting to paper. So that was that I just felt like they they could have they could have hidden that a little bit more, in my opinion. Or, you know, in, instead of those flashbacks, him having those flashbacks or, you know, whatever it is, you can have him watching TV and seeing those flashbacks on TV, like a news report or something like that. And that way it doesn't necessarily just give it all away. It's, you know, you could think at that point, oh, well, he got this from a news story. And then once you get, you know, to the third act, you start to reveal some of those things. And it's like, oh, okay. So he's watching himself go through this ordeal. And he's had to take this and place it so deep in his memory that it's like he's on the outside looking in of his own life. Yeah, totally. Because of the, the, the comic book has, it's so personal. It seems so mm-hmm. personal, which means either he has a personal connection to like a deep personal connection to the slasher man, like, you know, to the, I keep calling him a slasher man. And that's the comic, the I-90 killer. Sorry. Yeah, the I-90 funny. killer. Or like he himself has a propensity to that violence, uh, um, mm-hmm. like hardcore, like, and he's suppressing it. Cause those are the only two, like when you're watching the movie, those are the kind of like the only two lanes to pick from to drive in you know the what they give you is that he's struggling with something so it's either you know that he's got a real connection to the i-90 killer or he's struggling against the fact that he wants to kill right you know because that would because killing is everywhere you know is all around them and that's the whole mm-hmm. point of the story so he's got to fit into it somehow so um i also and i'm gonna just be fast forwarding here um I kind of, I kind of had a, and, and, you know, this is where our, you know, we are people of color um, banner will pop up. Um, but I, I had a, maybe I'm being like really like too sensitive. I had a little bit of a problem with the fact that the actor who played the main character is obviously white Maybe he's a mixed race. I don't know in real life. I didn't look him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he but he looks on camera, he looks white. Um, like with maybe like a little bit of a tan. But the little boy that plays him as a little boy is a black child, you know, with a black mother. And then the father is the I-90 killer who's this white psycho. Um, so why didn't they get like a darker skin actor because it doesn't match and also it just doesn't it doesn't like match any like either you know what i mean like it's like if he like if if he's of mixed race so then have and that's part of the story well then have it be part of the story don't cop out and make him white like as a grown-up right i don't know is that is that being too i mean you can call me out too is that being too sensitive like i mean i will say that he he is of mixed race so Mm -hmm. Um, now what I, again, you know, being a person of color, you know, people of color, like we are, Mm -hmm. you see, you see a lot of these things. And when we saw the flashbacks, I don't know if you picked up on this, but the color of the kid's eyes. Yeah. We're light. We're light. We're very light. Mm -hmm. I didn't catch that. The mother was very light. She was a lighter skin as well. So it's like, okay, I get what they're trying to do here to explain this in some way. Uh, I didn't have as much of a problem with him, you know, being, you know, light as light as he was in that role. Um, Because I looked at those flashbacks and I, I kind of picked up that part of it. Like, okay, this is this is the explanation as to why and that's mm-hmm. why the flashbacks were um done in the way that they were done in terms of color scheme and all of that i just kind of explained that away in my mind like gotcha. this is why they're doing it the way that they are 
What I will say, though, about this is that I feel like I almost feel like he didn't embrace the entirety of his heritage. If that makes sense. It does. I mean, I think he like that, that character grew up in what seems like a very non like diverse area. And plus they keep harping on the fact that it's super upstate New York. I mean, the movie takes, the movie starts off in Canada. So uh, it's got to be close, you know, to the Canadian border, that area anyway. And they even make a stop here in Albany. I know. She calls it Albany. Did you catch Albany. that? Yeah, the I, assistant. That. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, you know, uh, kill all our time talking about the main character. But I just thought that I was like, you know, they like, but this, this goes back to my comment to you that I made before we got on the air, which was, mm-hmm. I think that it was a mistake for the director and the writer which the main character and the uh, guy who plays a publisher, they wrote the movie. Um, the publisher guy directed the movie. I think they should have. I think they should have cast other actors to play the the roles that they played because they didn't do a very good job of it. And uh, so I I just think like okay for you know they're gonna throw that in there, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Good for them. Um, but then to have such a, the guy, the main guy looks like, okay, me, like he looks more like, like I'm white and I had a, a little, but a little black kid is playing me in the flashback scenes. And mm-hmm. that kind of spooked me out a little bit. So I'm like, mm-hmm. what are they doing? Cause like, not mm-hmm. everybody's going to know that that dude's mixed race. You know what I mean? Like in real right, life. Right. Yeah. But whatever. I don't know. I just, it just kind of something that I was like whatever dude like this kind of irked you a little bit yeah i just was like why didn't they cast a darker skin actor to be the main character i agree with you in the fact that i feel like uh these two guys should have cast other people i get why they didn't because it is it is very likely that they or you know they funded the film themselves or Mm -hmm. Um, you know, some of their friends helped fund it. And, you know, this is Jay's first directorial, you know, foray. So it's like, okay, I get that. But sometimes saving on a budget affects the final product. And that's what, that's what it felt like here. I mean, I'm pretty sure they, I mean, heck if they, you know, and, and any, anybody that's listening right now, if you need <laughs> if you need an actor, <laughs> I I come very cheap. Okay, I like I'm very cheap, very inexpensive. Movies um, to be murdered by at gmail.com. Okay. <laughs> yes, and you know, hey, I can I can act pretty well. So, um, you know, I was Othello in a play in college. So, real? Um, yeah. Look at you. Yeah, so, um, so, but you know, at the same time, it's like you if you have a project like this you have to look at all aspects and not just jump into it because your name is you know writer producer director you know you you have to sometimes you have to pull yourself out of the way and this is this is like completely off off topic but that's why i'm glad in some of tyler perry's movies Mm -hmm. he's no he's not acting in them because mm-hmm. I you all it mm-hmm. takes away <laughs> from the film because it's like okay well that's the guy that wrote it wrote it and directed it totally so it's like okay of course he's gonna be in yeah it. of course he's gonna but, make himself the star yeah yeah but get I mean give some other people you know the opportunity to do it and I mean there are a ton of actors who could have played those roles and. You know, actually brought some the character prop- to the characters <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it i don't want to i don't want to crap on it too much because no 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 you know no i get it i, I really appreciate it but it, i i appreciate people being able to take their ideas 
and put them on paper and then take that and translate it into a movie. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, so but, do I. I mean, where would we be without indie movies for sure? Mm-hmm. I just think that this one had, this one was like on the on-ramp to like yep. maybe making like a cool movie and then yeah. just sort of like tipped right over and like yeah. kind of fell off a little bit, you know, and it just, yeah. I mean, and again, you know, disclaimer, I mean, these are our opinions. It doesn't mean that this is fact, you know, you may, for all the, right. you know, lovers of random act of violence, you know, cool, good for you, you know, right on. But I just, uh, like you said, Jeff, I, I just like watching it with like, an eye for like, is this, how is this movie going to pan out? Is this storyline, you know, it's, it's more like, I don't look for things that are wrong with it, but it's more just like all of my senses are heightened. Yep. So you're just like, you're just there to enjoy a movie. And once things start going wrong, you're just able to pick up on it a lot quicker, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. you've seen enough. And plus like, you know, we're such movie heads as are most of our listeners. Like, we're just able to pick up on these things. And also like, I mean, because we have, we've seen so many good movies, you know, there right. are so many great movies out there. You can't help, but, you know, you know, right. do a little bit, like, it's just innate. Like I don't sit there and like, think like, you know, Oh, well, you know, David Fincher's movies are better than this. Like, cause that's a crappy way to watch a movie. You're never going to enjoy if you keep comparing, but once the movie starts going South and it's kind of lost you, you're like, okay, I see what they're trying to do. And you know, Mm -hmm. if I wanted to watch a movie that was obviously inspired by seven and not doing it so great, I'll just turn on seven, you know? (laughs) Yeah. To me, to me, they could have done two things that I think take this movie from kind of an average horror movie and bump it up another notch. One I already talked about with the backstory. Save the reveal of him mm-hmm. being the kid until the third act. I think that would have been more impactful. And here's <laughs> this may sound crazy, very crazy, but this is what I would have done. This movie has a lot of gore and a lot of you know, like horrific deaths in it. Yep. The one thing that I would have done to change that is I would have done those death scenes back in the way that they did the intro and did those like a comic book style. Right. And because that way, one, you can be more graphic with that comic book style stuff. Hmm. And it's not as like, holy crap, you know, now I'm seeing like a, a half severed head. And, the, you know, I mean, like you can hmm. really be gory and make it and, and then it looks artistic because it's done in that graphic novel style, as opposed to just seeing these people being tortured and, you know, and all these other things. And for some people, they'll look at this movie and they'll cringe when they see that kind of stuff because I mean it, it can be, I mean, it could be a little over the top for some people. So, you know, I would have done it in that way because I feel like you stay within the roots of the comic book graphic novel style, but it's almost like you elevate the story because this person is reenacting what they've seen in those in those comics totally i agree i think it might even be interesting to cut back and forth you know between like you know like i'm thinking the end scene right where Mm -hmm. the i-90 killer is talking to him and he's like this is your last scene of your book and of your, of your, Mm -hmm. you know, that you've been looking for, for your graphic novel, blah, blah. I'm giving it to you. And it's like the three people that he's been traveling with that have been murdered. They're there like on this Christmas table. It would have been cool to see, like you said, like see it, like go from comic book, like, you know, animated to like, you know, to live action, as mm-hmm. his reaction to like what's going on, maybe he's fragmenting, you know, because yeah. you kind of get that sense anyway. And the last scene, he's starting to fragment, like, is it's just way too much stress for him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just um, there, I feel, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that 
there was a lot of stuff in this movie, a lot of little plot points that unfortunately were just like obvious coming. You know what I mean? You knew that the assistant yeah. was going to die. You knew that they would all end up getting killed. You know, you know, it's just kind of like, but, and um, I don't want to crap all over it, but the, I think the major thing I had a problem with in this movie was the dialogue. Oh my God. The dialogue was just awful. Yeah. I mean, there was, there were two scenes that I thought were very, that I thought were okay. Um, they're in the back of the uh, um, I-90 killer's truck and his girlfriend comes too because they've been knocked out and they're back there handcuffed. And she's like, I don't want to, I don't want to die like feeling like panic and, and scared, you know, like, and I, and I was like, that's really beautiful because that's not something that was expected. And this is a really, you know, disturbing thought, but like, you know, how many people have been in those situations, you know, mm -hmm. uh, God, may they rest in peace. And like in real life, you know, victims of, you know, maniacs. And I wonder how many of them came to that realization before they were killed. Like, I'm not going to go out like this. Like, uh, I, mm. uh, you know, like she says, like, I have no choice here. That's, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to die, but I choose to die like with some dignity and, you know, yeah. and I'm not going to be in panic about this, you know? And I thought that that was really, okay. I like that. That was a cool, that was a little, a little kernel of, of beauty right there. Um, yeah. But for the most part, I don't know. I just didn't care for the dialogue. I, I think that these guys got a green light on this project and got funding because the one dude, um, like I, I recognized him from, you know, other movies and stuff. I'm like, okay, that guy has, you know, worked with some pretty big people. So whoever funded this movie was probably like, all right, we're going to give this movie a shot on shutter and blah, blah, blah. Um, mm -hmm. But I just, I think that this would have been like this movie. Also, this movie could have been like an hour at the most. Yeah. This is definitely one of those things where they could have taken the lead of host. Yeah. And, and done that this and done it that way, because I totally. honestly feel like, um, you know, again, we, and I think we even talked about this when we talked about host, a lot mm -hmm. of times movies feel like they have to fit in, in a certain box. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, I, I don't know. I just keep going back to the idea and, and maybe I'm just being crazy, but I just keep going back to the idea of using this as a graphic novel kind of setup and flipping the pages and, you know, like going from scene to scene, like you're flipping pages mm -hmm. as opposed to doing what they did. And I mean, again, you know, kudos totally. to them for making the movie. Um, one day when I make my movie, um, you know, people may have a lot to say about my movie too. <laughs> uh, but, you know, my <laughs> thing is, I, I just think sometimes if you're going to present something, present a style to us that catches our eye very early on, it's very important to keep keep up that same energy. And 100% with you. Yeah. And keep give us something that matches what you let in with. And, you know, I, I honestly, I honestly think they were a victim of being so good on that intro. Yeah. That it all, it's almost like, okay, like it, it's, it's okay. <laughs> but if they did this, man, this would be awesome. Yeah, totally. Right. Well, there you have it. You know, totally. I totally agree with you, Jeff. I got nothing left to say about it. <laughs> you said it all. <laughs> you know, I, I was. Sorry, um, I, don't, I didn't. I don't want to steal your thunder. You I, didn't. It, but... You didn't. Hey, if somebody can put it much more beautifully and succinct than I can, go ahead, and I will just say, "Amen." <laughs> <laughs> For real, I, I agree with everything you said. I felt the same way. Um. So, let me ask you how many, um. How many slasher knives do you give this movie? It's our time to rate. Yeah. To um, irately rate the movie. 
<laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it two and a half. Okay. I'm gonna give it two and a half, and you know I think again from from a concept standpoint, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's really it's really a, a cool concept. Mm-hmm. The delivery of it. And the, hmm. you know, not so much. I mean, like, the, yeah. it just didn't get across. If I'm if I'm just looking at it from a horror movie fan perspective, and I'm not breaking down plot points, and I'm not looking at plot holes that are, right. you know, Grand Canyon size, it's <laughs> different. You know, it's it's different. If I'm looking at it as a fun horror movie with a crap ton of gore. And that kind of thing, it's it's a solid, you know, it's a solid movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm looking at it the way we're looking at it uh, for this episode, I can't like I, I can't give it more than an average grade because to me, um, I, I'm I think I might even be being nice about a two and a half um, from that standpoint. So. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's, that's my rating. And, you know, if we're still thinking about, you know, if we're still doing the whole, would we get ink? Would you get a tattoo? I'm I'm not. I mean, now I will say this, if they did it the way of the graphic novel, I could have definitely gotten on board with that because Mm. I, I honestly think that slight change is the difference between, like I said earlier, a great i mean like a a really solid uh horror movie and what we end up getting you know so Mm -hmm. um what about you what about you what's your um i will give it two uh two slasher knives um and no ink and Basically, for the reasons that, you know, you described, you know, I um, I did get a good jump scare. I, I The jump scare uh, when the girlfriend was running, that yeah. got me. That got me. I was I was like, <laughs> all right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I like this. You know, um, there was the actress who played the she like the sheriff or something that she was mm-hmm. uh, and and she but she came across as like Jane Lynch, you know, that comedian, like yeah, who's yeah. you know, she she kind of came across like that, like how she her character and role models. I don't know if anybody knows that movie with Paul <laughs> oh, Rudd yeah. and Sean Williams. I love that movie. Oh, oh my yeah, god, such a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um how she's always like, Don't BS a BS her. Like that's like yeah. the, this woman was playing it like that. And I was like, What was. are we doing? Um and just like, you know, I think that they were trying to make their characters complex, like the girlfriend, but the girlfriend ended up just turning into like a mother figure for him and mm-hmm. had him replay the whole like, you know, mother being dead and everything. And I don't know. I just, yeah, I mean, we already talked about all this stuff, so I don't need to go into it again. But um, yeah, two. Two, two, two slasher knives. I think that if you're looking for, like Jeff said, if you're looking for a movie that's filled with gore um, and some serial killer um, themes, because this movie is all about the serial killer issue. Um, and I'm just going to say it like if you're a guy, you know, you'll you'll like this movie. I think you'll have you can have fun with it. It's just something to pass the time. It's quick, like an hour and a half. Yeah. Um and again, like there's just lots of gore that's kind of just gore for gore's sake. So I think you can have fun with this movie. Um, if you like your horror movies like a little bit more substantive, I'll, I'll say it that way, um, then probably not for you. And, you know, I don't listen like there's there's some contention, you know, um, I feel like since the rise of Jordan Peele's movies and Ari Aster's movies and mm-hmm. Karen Kusama's movies, like these movies that are sort of a little bit headier um, in the horror genre. Um, I know I have seen comments about, you know, uh, 
sort of like snobbishness or it's not it's not they don't people don't like the term elevated horror etc cetera, etc cetera. listen like a good story and a good movie are just that you know right. the invisible man is just a freaking great horror movie in my opinion because good it's Lord, scary just watched that. did you just watch it for the first time oh my god oh, yes so good right it's so good it so is so good, good. Oh. she's so good she's awesome yeah. Yeah. Every everything about that movie was awesome. Um, okay, so yeah, we need to cover that movie like in the future, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, so you know, I know that there's some contention out there, some beef within the horror community about that. You know, sort of. You know, it's not highbrow, it's not lowbrow, it's just horror. Agreed. You know, but I think it's okay to like any movie that's a little bit more substantial that has a little bit more weight to it that maybe like, mm -hmm. you know, where it's not just what like violence for violence's sake, unless you're just trying to make a point about violence. I don't know. You know, that's a whole nother conversation, but like, I think it's all right. It's, you know, I, um, anyway, I'll, I'll be quiet about that now. I don't want to preach, but I just think it's okay to be on both teams, you know, and uh, just want to say that, we here at Movies to Be Murdered by, we enjoy it all. If it's yep. scary, if it's chilling, if it's a thriller, you know, it's fine. Let's just watch and enjoy a movie. Yeah. Even my if opinion. it's horror, like horror comedy. Oh, those, I love I mean, horror those, comedy. Yeah. I mean, those can be good. You know, it's yeah. just, I mean, it, it, it honestly, for me, it, it's all about my mood. Same. And, what I, you know, what I feel like at the moment, like I, you know, if I want to watch something where I have to do some thinking, then I watch that. If I want to see something like Friday the 13th, where Jason is just like ripping people's heads off and zipping them up in sleeping bags and banging them up against a tree. I mean, like that's, <laughs> you know, that's that. I mean, but, you know, if I want to watch something where, you know, like Vampire in Brooklyn with A. Murphy, and I just want to <laughs> laugh and, you know, look at how ridiculous something is. I mean, that's what I do. It, you know, it all depends on your on your mood and what you're looking, you know, looking at right then. I mean, I don't I don't think you have to pit movies against each other, um, you Me know, either. in terms of their complexity. So, no, I think it's all good. And plus, you know, the more the more. um I love seeing different viewpoints and different takes brought to any genre. Mm -hmm. You know, that's honestly like one of the, one of the um, things that inspired me to delve more into horror. Um, what was this whole, was this whole kind of like, like mini Renaissance, you know, of these directors um, like Peel and Astor and Kusama and that other dude, what's his name? Who, who did the lighthouse. Um Oh, you know, I know. Yeah, you know, I, I forget his last name. Um, yeah. and a whole bunch of other women directors that do awesome horror movies, but um, you know, so whatevs, you know. Um, here we are loving movies. Also, yeah. Jeff, I am so with you about like it depends on the mood I'm in. It, I mean, pretty much everything depends on the mood I'm in. I'm a moody person. Um, same. Yeah, I know. That's why one of the reasons we get along so well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if I want to, you know, I full disclosure, we we um, we're sorry we we missed you guys last week. Um, I was in the throes of a really deep depression, and I could not even. I haven't been watching movies at all. I could not even. My nerves were so shot, I couldn't even fathom watching a television show that's lighthearted and funny, much less anything that was at all dark or had any substance to it. So I was literally just laying in bed pretty much every day. And um, Jeff was, you know, good enough to understand. And, and, you know, we had to skip last week. But that's, you know, everybody's different. And it all depends on the mood, depends on... Um, the availability too. It's really cool that this was this was so easy. It was just streaming right there on Shutter. Yeah. Um, and we are happy to be back next week. We will be um, hosting our friend of the podcast Natalia Reyes, um, and we will be discussing her choice 
for a Halloween month. And that's all I got. I've got to go help my kid with his homework. So I heard a battle waging out. <laughs> I heard a, well, a little I, bit of battle gonna... out there. And uh, I'm sure at this point the dog's doing his homework. <laughs> <laughs> that See, that gives him a whole new meaning to that. You know, that old school, well, the dog ate my homework. <laughs> the dog put, did my homework. <laughs> did my homework. You know, you can put a, a new spin on it. So, yeah, totally. um, yeah, but yeah, um, that's all I've got too. I, I'm just, I'm glad that we're back. Um, looking forward to the next two episodes and then the third one, um, because that's another movie that I'm really really high on and I hope it doesn't disappoint because honestly for me um the collector the collection are two of the hidden gems of horror over the last decade that not enough people know about not enough people have seen and I honestly think if people give it a fair chance it like it it definitely belongs in your in your rotation of of movies to to consider as as great horror films cool well and now i will... now i've really sold it and if it if it flops then i'm going i'm going to look like a huge idiot but you know <laughs> no <laughs> uh no, good we're good um we are going to see you next week and we hope you have a lovely week and happy friday to everybody and that's it bye peace out congratulations you are still alive